Marquise Ty. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And collectively, we are the Amateur Nerds, here today to talk about Minute 69 of High School Musical 2. Minute 69 starts out with Chad turning back to the Wildcat team cheering and ends with Taylor telling Chad that he's got a nice hat. And he does have a nice hat. Indeed he does, but we will get there. <laughs> yes, we have some setup. <laughs> we have to we have to eat our vegetables before we can uh, have dessert here. That beautiful, beautiful dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we ended the last scene, which was this sort of, not, not confrontation at home plate, but... Um, Saucy word exchange. <laughs> yes, where... Ryan smirked at the camera and didn't actually answer Chad's question. (laughs) Yeah, very film language, not very real life. Yeah, it's like when you hang up on someone without saying bye. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, well, I got the information I need. I'm just going to exit the scene. Yeah. And at that point is when Chad just turns around and goes, woo, and everybody else says, woo, and they're cheering because they won the the baseball game. Which is not a big deal. Yeah, it was it was definably a little baseball game. But then we get a scene change. Yeah, it's a kind of an interesting transition where the woos kind of fade out, and then you get little a little like sound mixing thing where they like they start to blend into the the big arena space that we're in, and and kind of the woos kind of hollow out like they would in in an arena with few people in it because we're in the U of A Basketball Center. Yeah, and Tyler, I believe you may have figured out where this actually is if people want to continue their High School Musical 2 traveling. Yeah, so it's like a big arena with a basketball court in the middle. It's very circular in shape. It's not like your traditional like Madison Square Garden or TD Garden where it's like more rectangular. But it's a big basketball center that was... Filmed in the John M. Huntsman Center at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. So they rented out this big basketball arena for a day and shot this one scene, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, probably. What's interesting about it, and because I was saying, like, the the arena seems weirdly shaped. It doesn't seem like basketball is, like, the thing there, but... It's got to be a, just a basketball arena, right? Like, what else could it be? Yeah, it definitely has that, like, there's a basketball court in the middle, and it's not intended for hockey, kind of. Like, it's not one of those that you can also be like, oh, this is also hockey. Yeah. But, yeah, it has an extra, like, wing of seats. Yeah, and there's, like, in... When you're picturing like an NBA basketball arena, there's like a lot of like courtside seats and like the floor is bigger. And this one, the like there's almost no floor. Like the the wall of the arena goes like right up to the basketball court in some of the corners. Yeah, on one side. But the side that we're looking across from, which would be the side if you're looking right side up, has this weird like half circle of floor space. And I'm like w- wondering if that's like for the cheerleader section or something like They have a designated, like, cheerleader zone. Yeah, it feels like very, like, very old-fashioned amphitheater or, like, a a medieval times. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Either of those are good examples, yeah. I also appreciate how the Red Hawk mascot 
is really just like stickered onto the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like it does not look like it's meant to be there at all. And also it's not a great design. Like it's not a typical college logo design because the Red Hawk is flying straight at you with its talons out. <laughs> where most What do you mean? You want it to be intimidated, Kondra. I know that. But like the the standard logo, the one that you'd put on the basketball court or on the football field, what have you, is usually in profile, so you don't have to deal with all the details. This is some art design information that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> what what what's the best design logo? Is it in profile? Is it a, but it, like it's not it's not always a character, too, though. It's Sometimes it's just, like, a ball or, like, an image. Yeah, but getting perspective is really hard. And if you're just, like, I think often logos are in profile in such a simple design is because, one, it's really expensive to print with all the <laughs> colors that you would need to do a, a depth or, a, like, uh, an image that has depth to it. It just uses more ink and doesn't always come out well. Like, this looks super cartoony. Yeah, but also, I guess you got to just remember that, like, some of these mid-tier colleges, like, that's all they have. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> they have their, like, big, gaudy mascot illustration that's like, we're the, we're, the, we're the fighting centipedes, and, like, we have, like, a huge centipede as our mascot because literally nothing else about our local university is interesting <laughs> that's fair i didn't have a college mascot so <laughs> well yes yeah, so your mascot was just a color right it was just a color my mascot was uh, a, a generic soldier in the continental army that also makes sense <laughs> but you're right the so the layout of the of the basketball court there's a big like u of a in the middle of the basketball court which like makes sense like around mm -hmm. that sort of center circle but then on top of that they have the big red hawk sticker yeah and it seems so like overkill yeah it looks like a sticker like we're calling it a sticker because that's what it looks like how do they make those stickers <laughs> it's probably just like big vinyl like you don't like but you like you don't run over to kinko's to get like a 30 foot sticker it's disney yeah, but like, like who, like, how do you make it? Like, I'm still, I still want to know, like, what factory is printing out like three giant vinyl stickers per year because they, they're probably not in demand. No, but they do a lot of other vinyl work in the parks, so. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's it's more than three, and I'm sure plenty of people are ordering giant stickers. It just seems like such a such a hard like. Because it's sticky, too. So, like, once you print it, like, what do you do with it? Gotta get it right first try. No <laughs> <Yeah>. mistakes. <laughs> no cracks, no breaks, no mistakes. Exactly. Be like Louisa. <laughs> and then also in the background, like, hanging on the wall, there's a big banner that says University of Albuquerque. Yeah, just so we can superficially denote where we are. Yeah, I guess that's the, that's like the only thing in the production design that they really had to do was like, okay, let's get rid of anything that says U University of Utah and replace it with Albuquerque. Yeah. So they probably had to set this up for like a week and then and then shoot the scene for like one day and then leave. Yeah. Like they get they get the keys on Monday morning 
they have two crazy days to set up. <laughs> Wednesday, 7 a.m., filming. And then they have two crazy days to clean everything up. Yeah. Well, it's like the gym in the in the first movie where they had like a week to use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Troy is playing basketball with the, the U of A squad. And it seems to be flowing pretty well. They're all communicating well. Troy is like making the right passes. He's seeing the court. They're, yeah, they're passing it back and forth at the top of the key, which is not that complicated of a maneuver. And then <laughs> Troy passes it, and he sort of does uh, a give and go because the ball kind of gets taken up in a corner. And then the guy does like a no-look bounce pass to Troy, who's running up the block, and he makes a layup. Like we've seen him do before. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, like the play was impressive, but not because of Troy. Like, yeah, Troy, Troy found a gap. Yeah, it was good teamwork. That's really what the play. Like, he fits in so seamlessly. But it's not like Troy like did something amazing, like that, like really wowed the scouts. Like, ma- like making a, a a contested three pointer or making a crazy alley oop pass. Like, it was just. Yeah. A pretty straightforward, like, he found a hole, he ran into it, got a got a pass, and he d- made a layup. Like, yeah. routine. But I think why the scouts look so impressed is, and, and part of, like, scouting and, and finding the right fit for a team, or I guess you could say this for college or roommates or whatever, life, <laughs> is finding... Some ease of integration, even like work, you're when you're going for the interview, they're figuring out just as much. Can you do the job as will you fit into the culture? Yeah, you got to have synergy, Kondra. Yeah. Just trying to not say that gross word, Tyler. (laughs) But Troy is like they're all using the same language. They're interacting in ways that is seamless, like Troy very easily fits onto the team even though he's really short (laughs) it's so obvious here (laughs) but on the sideline we got jack bolton doing the real work hyping up troy to To the scouts and no he's he's hyping him up to vance who has no stakes in this and i was like why is like jack making this pitch to vance so hard like Troy Troy puts in 110% 24-7. You got to get out there and do the politicking, Condra. Like, you got to press the flesh. But, like, Vance has nothing to do with this other than he said, like, him sitting on the board has nothing to do with basketball. He got got him him in the door. He he got Troy into this room. Like, that's the whole point. No, I know that. But, like, Vance isn't going to make the decision on whether or not he gets a scholarship or gets onto the team. But he has an influence. I suppose. But, like, if your dad is saying that about you and Troy works for Vance and is not able to demonstrate that, because if Troy is giving 100% 24-7 to basketball, he could also hypothetically be giving that at his job. And <laughs> is he able to demonstrate, like, does Vance believe Jack? Oh, I don't know. The whole, like, giving 100% all the time, like, is already flawed logic. It's like, toxic. Don't do that. Yeah, well, it's like, I yeah, I don't know. I This isn't a scene that I naturally 
glommed onto. I, someone else referred to it, and then I, and then I, now I think of it. But it's the scene in Schindler's List where the guy says, "All right, make a bullet as fast as you can," and then the guy does it, and he does it really well. And he's like, "Okay, now why aren't you?" It's it's a Nazi saying this. Um, he says, "Why aren't you doing that for ten hours straight?" And it's like, "Well, because that's not a sustainable thing. Like this is how fast I could make it every time, but not." but not how fast it's practical to work for hours and hours on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So Troy kind of like the play ends, like someone scores a point and then, and then that was the last good game. <laughs> they all say good game. Troy walks over to the bench area and looks up at his dad and they're like, we're doing good. And, and Jack like bumps his chest with his fist and it's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, son. Their interaction's pretty cute. I guess for Troy, it's kind of like his coach being there, too. So there's some reassurance there. Yeah, because Troy's also looking up being like, I did good, right? Like, they're impressed, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are, so. Yeah. And then Troy finds his cellular phone, his his good old flip phone, and y- yeah. calls someone. We don't quite <laughs> know who, because when we cut to see who he may be calling, we see a little celebration scene. Yeah. Troy, like, gets off of running basketball, and the first thought he has is to call, presumably, Gabriella. Yeah. And, obviously, Gabriella. But, yeah. <laughs> um... We don't find that out until next minute, though, so... Like, what? Like, is he is he training? Like, how long has he been here that he's like, the first thing I gotta do is call Gabriella? Like... Well, I think... Call her later. Suppo- they were supposed to meet... <laughs> for dinner or something before he left he's like let's have i'll be back in an hour and then they had to drive all the way over to albuquerque yeah like he forgot to factor in time uh, (laughs) travel time to it but yeah we cut over to the baseball game after party celebration with hot dogs and french fries presumably yeah and a giant soda that an extra is just biting on his straw (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the kid that's sitting next to Ryan. He's just sitting there with a big smile on his face. Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm right in the front of this this shot." <laughs> I saw that he was there, but I didn't actually clock what he was doing. So that's funny. <laughs> and yeah, and and here's where we get the reveal that was teased last week by our wonderful guest Robin that uh Chad and Ryan have switched clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is kind of what, no, not kind of. It is one of the elements that fuels the headcanon. Are Ryan and Chad interested in each other? This was Kenny Ortega's idea. At first, they were like, just switch hats. And then Kenny's like, no, it'll be funnier if you switched outfits. Although it's extra funny because Ryan had gotten his shirt all dirty and now it's It's clean clean again. Yeah. <laughs> so that that uh that uh one hour dry cleaner <laughs> works really fast. Beautiful. <laughs> so they're just like having a good time chatting with each other. It's like all smiles. Everyone's in a good mood. Yeah. It's 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 cute. It's flirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so if if you're coming into the scene and you're and you're thinking, oh, I read this whole last scene as an allegory for Chad and Ryan, maybe questioning whether or not they're interested in each other then this scene is kind of like a confirmation of like, oh, yes, something is definitely going on between these two. 
they're in love or they're flirting or they have done something physical in the meantime. Yeah. And I will say Lucas Grabeel has commented on this over the years and his comments are, well, he's only ever shown interest in Zeke. For him to suddenly show interest in Chad doesn't quite track. So <laughs> Lucas Grabeel does not read this scene the same as 98% of the world that has seen High School Musical 2, but it's still definitely out there and fans very much read it as such. <laughs> so what I wanted to ask is like symbolically, like if you're coming into this scene and you're not like, Wow, Chad and Ryan are gay for each other. What does this what does this change in clothes symbolize if you're not thinking of it like that? I, I guess it would be I, I, I'm not sure, so I'm trying to speculate. I guess it would be sort of uh they've joined opinion or like they've allied themselves and they did like instead of like swapping spit or finding <laughs> blood <laughs> They utilize their clothing to demonstrate that they have joined forces. Yeah. It's like if the Justice League, instead of all of them wearing their individual uniforms, like put on a special tracksuit that said the Justice League on it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what if the Justice League changed outfits? And I was like, who's going to wear the Wonder Woman onesie? <laughs> Batman, obvi. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like in that original X-Men movie where mm, mm. they all put on their, like, black leather spandex outfits. Or or not spandex, because the joke is like, what did you expect? Yellow spandex? Yeah. And so it's like, no, like, if we all, like, the, the clothes symbolizes unity. I, but it's not quite the same as unity here. It's, it's the role reversal, which is also part of the of the queer reading of it but yeah the role yeah or like the adoption of this additional persona maybe well yeah no what it is it's it's all it's very simply saying like all right Ch chad has embraced ryan's perspective of he dance. has embraced theater and dancing and isn't like creeped out by the very idea of performing and and being and being a little flashy and a little showy yeah on the other side ryan has an, embraced the sort of rugged sports perspective of chat yeah definitely one way to read it and and like i've like and even if like it, and you can combine that with the with the with the queer reading as well like mm -hmm. that's definitely it's definitely there in both yeah no but. definitely and then but. Ryan is still wearing his hat askew. Mm-hmm. And and Chad looks good in the in the in the newsboy cap. Yeah. It works. And we get the line, so you call that a little game. Yeah, which is more mostly just kind of like a segue type thing, because I don't know. Like it wasn't it's a, it's not a it's not an interesting line, really. But you can interpret it in ways yes that make it interesting yeah but they never called it a little game before i i'm referring to the queer read I, of it so i know but like they're doing a callback to something that didn't happen which is something this movie does a lot and it's it's one of the major flaws of the movie like 
when when before the game happened did they say like oh i'll play your little game and i'll show you that dancing and ba- baseball it's all the same but they do say that well i okay i i mixed the metaphors but like he doesn't like he doesn't belittle baseball in that way like or he, i don't I know think he kind of does assume, yeah no he kind of does and chad assumes that ryan thinks little on baseball because it's not theater I'm mostly reacting to it's just little. They just say little so that Ryan can say, oh, yeah, like the Little League World Series that I was in and then won. Like, yeah, it's it's just it's ham fisted. It's a movie for children. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Ryan won the Little League World Series. Yep. Not not five or six years ago. Yep. And this is a complete surprise. He's not playing baseball for east high yeah and and this is also a complete surprise for chad and everybody else that a couple years ago because they're in high school this wasn't that long ago yeah ryan was an elite tier world champion (laughs) what happened did he get a sport injury and part of his rehab was dancing or rhythmic (laughs) movement and he's like hey i like this or did Sharpay, while he was injured, influence him? And he's like, hey, I like this. Or I'm being forced to like this and then grew to love it. Was was Mr. Evans like the coach or was he like forcing Ryan to do a sport and he just like put him on the best team so that they, he would win? Well, he had some skill. Yeah. Because he implies that he played in the championship. Yeah. But I also like my head candid of like, well, if if Ryan's gonna play a sport, he's just gonna be on the best team and win. Good old bribery. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I this is what what like not I don't I didn't actually remember the um the, the what the scene looked like, but I remembered this this revelation from when we watched this when it first came out, and I remember being so jealous of Ryan, be like. He gets to be in the Little League World Series, and I, I'm a child, and I play baseball, and that's my dream, even though I didn't actually play 60-foot baseball, Little League, yeah. And there's a lot of problems with the Little League World Series that I, as a 10-year-old, already kind of understood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't actually care about the Little League World Series, but I guess I kind of shared some of chad's perspective of like this guy he's not even interested in sports and and he gets to be a champion and and i'm a vaguely homophobic 10 year old no (laughs) but (laughs) but you get what i mean like yeah no it is it is quite surprising and i would imagine other small children who are seeing this are also surprised (laughs) because they know what the it's not like it's college admission process the way troy's going through this is something real that 10 year olds know about there's got to be like a certain number of people who won the little league world series that like literally stopped playing baseball after that or like like because clearly not everyone who's involved in baseball when they're 12 goes on to be a baseball player in high school college professional like it's it's got to be a, a fraction of a percentage, like. Mm-hmm. So it's not Absolutely. like unrealistic to meet someone and be like, "Oh yeah, I was big into baseball when I was eleven, and then not really anymore." Like you find out people who were like really into swimming and horseback riding and gymnastics and ice skating, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I don't do that anymore." 
Yeah, it it is. It makes sense. Other than the fact that 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 full championship level, you could have someone who plays well locally, but to get to that really high level and very abruptly, because Chad presumably has known the Evanses for a while. I mean, they've been in high school together. They're juniors. And if they were 13 or whatnot, it was probably middle school that he was in this little league. So... But like, unless, what team is... unless they got, tra- unless Ryan and Charpe got transferred to East High as some sort of punish, like that'd be, oh my god, that'd be so funny, some <laughs> sort of prequel, like you're going to public school and Charpe just screams. Yeah, when are we getting the High School Musical prequel series with de-aged Ashley Tisdale and Lucas Grabeel? It's what I want. They could probably still pull it off. They have eternal baby faces. Mm-hmm. So Gabriella and Taylor then come over to Ryan and Chad and congratulate them. And everyone's just having a good time. And Taylor just ever so slightly comments, nice hat. <laughs> well, And that's first... the only acknowledgement that they changed clothes. <laughs> well, I guess one thing that happens is, so wh- while Ryan is kind of revealing the details about his Little League championdom, like at first... Chad is like, whoa, kind of impressed. And then he and then Ryan says that they won and he's like, whoa. Like he like he really like his face his facial reaction is like shocked. And then yeah. he like he like reaches for Ryan's head and like does like a hat tussle on him. Yeah. That's one of the more like flirty things that actually physically happens between them. Yeah, it's it's weird that this little moment of impressed um that, that Chad being impressed has has drawn them closer together. Yeah. And it's also funny because Chad won. <laughs> like yeah. Chad didn't have to like to do this. Like Ryan earned Chad's respect even though Chad could have like taken the high road and be like, "Well, I won, so I'm not doing your stupid dance." Yeah. Yeah, Chad has become intrigued. <laughs> so yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what's next for this movie yeah because we had a surprise baseball game yeah that kind of railroaded the plot but in a good way because this movie was really floundering (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad you've enjoyed the i don't dance stuff because i like this i like this bit quite a lot yeah i mean i think overall my takeaway was like that the song itself isn't that good like i wouldn't want to listen to the song in the car or, like, at a party, like, if it came on, like, this would be one of the least interesting high school musical songs to listen to. But it's a movie. Like, you're supposed to watch it, and you're supposed to, like, see the dancing and the choreography. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. It, it is Kenny Ortega more so than the musicians. Yeah. And that's, that's like, what this whole movie's deal is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite sport. (laughs) Not did you want to compete in the Little League World Series when you were a child? No, just just your favorite sport. Oh, okay. Okay. Your favorite, your favorite Nintendo Switch sport, if you've bought the new game. 
Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll see you next time to find out if Gabriella answers the phone, you can bet on it.